MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right before the cameras got there, that's when I realized that this affair was still going on. Stay tuned. We'll get to my conversation with Melody Cherie right after these quick ads. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Twice a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. Today's guest on Reality with the King is my girl, Melody Cherie from Love & Marriage Huntsville. As you all have been seeing on social media, a lot has been happening with Melody and her ex-husband, Martel. So we get into a little bit of that, in addition to how she found out that Martel was dating Sheree Whitfield from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. But we also get into a very deep conversation about Melody being a force multiplier, how when I first met her, I knew she was a star, honey, and what you all can expect from this season of Love & Marriage Huntsville. Without further ado, get into my conversation with Melody Cherie. So today I have a very special guest. She is always booked and busy. She is one of the stars of our favorite show, Love & Marriage Huntsville. She also is an R&B singer. She is an entrepreneur. She is a CEO. She is in the beauty business. She is one of my favorite people in the world. I've known her for so many years, and I am happy to report she has not changed. (laughs) She is still the same woman I met in Mm -hmm. the hotel lobby eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And she is winning in life. And to my straight male listener, she's also single. <laughs> I'm talking about Melody, <laughs> the force multiplier, Melody Cherie. What's up, Carlos? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Melody, let's talk about the first day we met. Okay. So back in the day, 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 guys, I was living in Atlanta 
And I am somebody who understands that there's so many great people in the world that you sometimes just don't walk up at the cafeteria or at the gas station and just meet them or even during a casting call. So long story short, I had this consulting side of the business to where people would come, pay a fee, and pitch a show idea. Long story short, this beautiful blonde woman with a short Halle Berry cut Mm -hmm. and a Gucci dress (laughs) emerged from the lobby at a hotel, get your mind off the gutter, her husband was there too. And uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> to have this meeting, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, it was love at first sight. Mm-hmm. I was like, this woman is a star, and I need to get into business with her. I felt in love with you instantly, Melody, and whenever I meet people who want to be on reality television, I always give them the Melody effect. And what that means, my listeners, is Melody was herself. Mm -hmm. She was not trying to be anyone else but her. And that's what I fell in love with. And that's the reason why I left that hour-long conversation in the lobby and said, I am going to be working with this woman one day in a big capacity. But Tell the listeners, <laughs> Melody, about that meeting from your perspective. Well, first, Carlos, I have to say thank you so much for those kind words. I really, really appreciate it. Even though I've heard you say it multiple times, I just want you to know every time I hear it, okay, I, I am very thankful and just so thankful for the friendship and relationship we've been able to build from all those years ago. And then look where we are now, right? But I remember, you know, meeting with you in the lobby. I'll be honest, at first I was nervous because I never had a consultation with a producer before. So I didn't know what that was going to be like, right? But you were so, I remember your smile. Um, It was so big and bright, just like now, big and bright and just welcoming. You know what I mean? So I didn't feel shy, nervous, intimidated, any of that. So when you talk about me being myself, you set the stage for me to, you know, feel comfortable talking to you and opening up and being myself and sharing You know, this idea that Martell and I had in terms of a reality show in Huntsville, Alabama. But I remember sitting with you, having a treatment prepared, sharing with you the idea and what we thought a show would be like coming from Huntsville. And I remember at the time you were like, "Um, mm, let me ask you this. What do you think about being on Real Housewives, right? I remember you asking that. And then my husband at the time was like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to lose my wife. Right. Because at the time, everybody, listen, at the time, everybody Mm -hmm. uh, it seemed (laughs) on Housewives were going through stuff or getting a divorce. And so I remember walking away from that meeting and feeling like just feeling good, you know, feeling like something is going to happen. Something is going to come from this. And now here we have Love and Marriage Huntsville on the Oprah Winfrey Network. No. and And the rest is history. And what I want my listeners to know, and I thank you, too, for that compliment, Melody, Mm -hmm. is the fact that it wasn't like you and I had this meeting and then the the next day, Love and Marriage Huntsville came out of it. No. So when Mel and Martell met with me, they had this show idea called No Holds Barred. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I think it's a great idea. Let's keep in touch. Because at that time, guys, I was working on season six of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. So my mindset as a creative was that show. And I was like, ooh, Melody and Nene and Phaedra (laughs) and Candy and Kenya could be (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. could be very interesting. 
But something told me, no, Carlos, there's something bigger for her. So we kept in touch over the years. Yes, we did. Like three to four years. Melody wasn't these people that I encountered today where I have a meeting with them and they want to be on TV by Tuesday. Oh, no, no. It doesn't work like that, guys. I promise it doesn't work like that. (laughs) No, it doesn't at all. And (laughs) I will always give you the props because you were patient. You you, you were... You're the opposite of thirsty. You weren't begging me. You would send me videos of you at galas and what you and Martel were doing with the homes. And we just kept in touch. And when I felt the time was right, so I left the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I said, you know what? I really want to figure out something with Melody and Martel because I said, this woman, Melody Cherie, is a star. And I want to put her on a big platform. And courtesy mm-hmm. of just having these conversations over the years, when I called you and said, girl, I'm ready, what were you thinking? Did you think like, Carlos, child, bye? Or did you think like, okay, this may be it? You know what? I did not feel like Carlos, bye. I remember when you said, oh my gosh, I want to work with you guys. I'm going to send you a contract. I want to get you a show. I remember that phone call, you know? And for me, I think because if you've been someone who'd been non-responsive when, you know, in the texting, I might've felt like, oh, whatever, he full of it. But you always responded. You know what I mean? You always responded when I communicated things with you, shared with you how Huntsville as a city was growing and moving up. You were always responsive. So because of that, that built a certain level of kind of trust Um, a great level of communication. So then when you communicated to me, hey, I'm going to work with you, I felt like that was real, you know? And so I was like, oh, shoot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Even after that, there was still a process, not very long, but a few months where it was still a process of shopping and all of that. So I will tell anyone who's interested in getting into television, particularly reality TV, You have to just trust God's timing and you have to know that whenever it's time for whatever your creative idea is to happen, it's going to happen and things don't happen overnight. Like Carlos said, you have to be patient. That still does mean being consistent and persistent, but also being patient. So I didn't just meet with him, sit back for years and not reach out to him at all and just feel like, oh, well, you know, when it's meant to be, it'll fall in my lap. No. I stayed in contact with him, sending him pictures and information and putting in my part that I could as a work. We even created a sizzle reel, Carlos. I don't know if you remember. I do. You know, we even paid videographers and created a sizzle reel. So we still were working as we were still patiently waiting to hear from you. Oh, 100%. And the thing about this podcast is, yes, we spill the tea and get tea and all that stuff. But this podcast is really an inspiration, not just for fans of reality TV, but also people who just want to excel in life. And one thing I know about this generation that we're in, a lot of them, not all, so don't read me on Twitter, but a lot (laughs) of people nowadays, Melody, they want it now and they want it fast. And you were patient because you and I both knew that God's timing overhauls everything. I had to leave the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I tell people this all the time. There will be no love and marriage Huntsville for two reasons. A, obviously, if I never met Melody Martell, but also B, 
I had to leave that big show that took so much of my time. I had to move to Atlanta to produce that show. And when I left the show, moved to LA, focused on my production company, Kingdom Rain Entertainment, the first idea I had was working with Melody Martell. But before we get into the success of Love & Marriage Huntsville, I need for my listeners to know this. As a little girl growing up in the South, did you always know that you were a star? Because, baby, (laughs) I can spot a star in three seconds. And with Mm -hmm. you, it took point zero 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 one millisecond. I knew (laughs) knew the moment you said, hey, I said, oh, Lord Jesus, we have a force multiplier here. But let me know, (laughs) did you always know you were destined to be a star? You know what? Absolutely. I did. Um, I, you know, growing up, I was always performing, singing, playing the piano, pageantry, talent shows. You know, even though I come from a very small town, one red light, Brundage, Alabama. um, Fortunately, I grew up in a community and with a family um, that was encouraging, that showed me so much love. So before I you know, became an adult, I heard many people saying, oh, you're going to big places. You are going to do great things. Matter of fact, what's so funny Um, I played community baseball for like a year or two, right? And I remember my coaches gave me a name, Hollywood. That was the name they gave me, Hollywood. I I, I love hearing that. And it's funny because what your name as a kid or a teenager or young adult kind of shapes your destiny. And you being called Hollywood is is evident that you were (laughs) destined for Hollywood, honey. And and that's nothing but cast me out. Yeah. When... When Love and Match Huntsville first debuted, did you know that mm-hmm. it would one day be the number one unscripted show on Oprah's network? Not at all. I did not. I had no idea. Because a lot of times it takes viewers a while to get into a new show, right? I feel like Carlos with Love and Marriage Huntsville, it came out the gate just like boom. You know what I mean? So I wasn't expecting especially that quickly for us to be a number one show, you know? But I think that what the viewers loved was they loved the transparency and the authenticity and seeing real life happening on the screens and on the television that's not scripted. You know, we can watch movies all day and those are roles, right? And we may relate to them. But whenever you're seeing reality TV, real people, their real lives, and you're like, wait a minute. I've been through that. Or, hey, I know somebody who's going through that right now. Wait, my sister going through this right now. Let me watch this show. You know what I'm saying? And so it just, it went through like a wildfire, I think. And viewers, once they got into it, they couldn't stop. No, it, it, it is so true because I produced and created shows before Love & Marriage Huntsville. And like you said, sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a minute for a show to hit. Sometimes, child, a show doesn't hit at all and it's canceled at the first season. (laughs) I'm not exempt to that. I've had a show I created. It was canceled the first season. Things happen. I don't believe in failure. I believe in God saying, I'm repositioning your destiny. Girlfriend, when Love and Marriage Huntsville first debuted, it felt like every week there was a different audience that was watching it and the conversations of the show got bigger And then it became the talk of the town word of mouth. And then obviously everybody was so invested in your marriage at the time with Martell because in reality television, you have never seen a couple talk honestly 
about the turmoil they were going through. Did you know, going into shooting that first season, that at the end of the day, I signed up for this, and I'm going to put it all on the table because that's what I signed up for? Absolutely. Absolutely. So going in, I knew straight out the gate, if I'm going to do reality TV, I'm going to be real. And so that was my mindset out the gate. Now, I will tell you, there was still an interesting twist for me because before we started filming season one, I thought my marriage was in a good place. Right before the cameras got there, that's when I realized that this affair was still going on. So that is why coming out the gate, viewers got that real raw emotion from me. They saw me crying. They saw me upset. They saw me throwing throwing clothes across the room. They saw all of that because it was real. And I think that the audience can feel and can tell when something is authentic. And they can also tell when you're putting on for the camera and looking for moments, right? We'll get to that later, Melody Ho. (laughs) I'm serious. No. Because Melody brings that up on the new season of Love and Marriage Huntsville that debuts September 10th, honey, at 8 o'clock. Continue, Mel. People can tell and they can feel that. And I think a lot of times people are taught you hold stuff in. And this is what leads to traumatized adults. Even as children, you're told to hold things in. Don't speak on this. Don't speak on that. What happens in behind my door stays behind my door. What happens in the household stays in the household. Um, But being able to express myself and release those emotions was therapeutic for me in a sense, right? And eventually helped lead me to get to a place of my healing because I have an outlet. You know what I mean? So reality TV comes, it's good for many different reasons. People are forced to have conversations that they may normally wouldn't have, discuss certain things that they may normally would push out for a year or two. So it is a good thing for sure. If there was no love in marriage, Huntsville, do you think you and Martell would still be married? Us being divorced honestly has nothing to do with Love and Marriage Huntsville. I'll be quite frank with you. There were more people DMing me, rooting for me to make my marriage work. There were more people wanting me to stay. Like, y'all have these beautiful children. There were more people for the marriage than against the marriage. They they love seeing this beautiful Black young power couple. They love seeing that. They love seeing us with our kids and as a family unit. So more people didn't want me to leave than the ones that did want me to leave. So me leaving was solely a me and God choice. It had nothing to do. If I went with what more of the fans thought, I would still be married, truth be told. (laughs) No, it's crazy. And and we need to talk about that. I have never been a part of a show Mm -hmm. where people were advocating for a marriage to stay when it was evident that this other person, in this case Martell, was still having the affair, got mm-hmm. another woman pregnant, you would think that the world would say, bitch, leave, <laughs> bye, close the door. Yeah. Like, girl, sell off. I remember being at Target. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> on the airplane. I, I, I've been stopped walking down the street by Black women mm-hmm. and men who have said to me, please tell Melody to take Martell back. And I was so shocked because I was like, oh, I, th- I thought it would be obvious of, of why she decided to leave. And, and uh, listen, I'm just going to be very honest, Melody. A lot of people in the Black community have said, well, he's a good father. Well, you know, um, at the end of the day, you know, he didn't mean it and she should <laughs> give him another chance. And one thing that 
I'm going to be very honest because I don't lie. Mm-hmm. Melody can tell you, I even have had moments with Melody and say, yeah. girl, take him back. I, I yeah. miss y'all together. And she said, yeah. Carlos, if you, if you don't get my phone. So I, under, <laughs> I understand it. Do you think a lot of it is because in the Black community, especially when you're in the South, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to talk about the things I've witnessed in my earlier years growing up in Detroit, a lot of women have stayed when their man has cheated or is still cheating because a lot of women feel in our community, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's better to know the devil you're in bed with versus a new devil. And what that means to my listeners is a lot of women stay in marriages where they know their man is cheating because they feel like, why would I leave him to, to risk dating or marrying another man who's going to do the same thing to me. Is, mm-hmm. Was that part of your process in deciding whether or not you wanted to leave him? Well, what I would say is when you talk about taking a risk, right? I would say instead of doing that, maybe I would want to bet on myself on finding someone or someone finding me who does treat me the way they should treat me and who doesn't <laughs> do all the cheating and all the bull crap, right? At the end of the day, it is still a chance and a risk, so to speak, that you're taking. So sometimes you just got to be willing to bet on yourself. And guess what? For me in my situation, I got to a place where, you know, you know my song, Telltale Signs. I said, I'd rather be alone because you've got issues. That's what I meant. I'd rather be alone than settle. See, that wouldn't sit well with me going to sleep every night. (laughs) knowing that this joker is out here doing this, that, and the other, because it goes back to your self-worth and what you think about yourself. I think that's something that we have to work on also in the Black community. Self-love, self-respect. What do you think you're worth? What do you think you're worth? Is that all you think of yourself? And so I literally, after leaving the marriage, worked on, hey, let me make sure that I love me to a point where I never sit in a situation like this again when I probably should have been left. You know what I'm saying? Um, And so that goes back to learning yourself, spending time with yourself, um, facing any abandonment issues that you may have, which a lot of times people are suffering from abandonment issues where they've grown up. Women have grown up with their father maybe not being present in their life. So they're afraid of being alone. They're afraid of being without a man in their life. So they settle for any and everything. When it comes to that, It's a different timing for everyone. Um, May God bless people on their journey who are in situations like that. I get DMs all the time from women who are like, you have inspired me. You've given me strength. I'm about to leave my 13-year marriage. I'm about to leave this 20-year marriage. And so I never thought or imagined that me publicly going through humiliation, going through um, depression, divorce, that it would lead to just encouraging and inspiring so many women eventually to choose self. So that's when it becomes for me what I call purpose work because it's bigger than me and it's bigger than just being on a TV show. Um, And I think that's why I have so many supporters and why I have been able to connect to so many people. You connect with people through the television screen because you're so authentic and you're so honest. And one thing I want to share with people is this show is not fake. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you see Melody on the screen and she's strong, what you guys don't know that I'm going to share, and and Mel has no idea I'm about to talk about this. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Ah! 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, we got to drop some exclusives, honey, on the okay, podcast, child. Okay. I love it. <laughs> when Melody told Martel to keep his penis in the household season one, that epic scene, that moment where people was like, this chick, Melody, is, is the one to watch. What you guys don't know is I was there on set. And Melody, Melody left the dock because we were on a boat because Kimmy and Maurice just got married. Mm-hmm. And they went to the top of the deck. She comes down, she rushes to me, and she breaks down in my arms. Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing this up to say, I can tell you guys that this woman's strength is so admired because it takes a strong woman to give all of that in front of the world and to have these conversations and I, I wanted to share that because I think a lot of people think, oh, Mel thinks she's this, she's that. Y'all have no idea. There's tons of conversations Melody and I have had in person over the phone. She's cried, I cried. She's hugged, I hugged. And you're, you're, you're such this powerhouse that I think a lot of people think you're like, oh, whatever, she's heartless, she's a tough cookie. Mm. But I really want people to know that yeah. what you have gone through on this show obviously is a huge part of the success of Huntsville. You're going to make me cry it, right now. <laughs> oh, oh, don't cry, Mel. No, Well, no, be, because I, you're bringing back, you know, I just, I don't even know if you remember this too, but um, you came to Huntsville to one of my mimosas with Melody events. Remember that? I know what you're about to say. Yep. And that was another moment when I literally broke down and I, I was charged because it was my event. And um, part of, again, purpose work, you know, to go out and encourage all these women who travel from all over the country to come to my event. You know, I don't know if you remember, but I made a decision that Martel wasn't invited. He could not be present. I had just found out maybe the day or a couple of days before this Joker was still cheating when I thought we were good yet again, (laughs) when I thought we were good. And I was heartbroken. And I was like, how do I go and encourage these women who are here? And I'm literally battling my own emotional breakdown right now. You know what I'm saying? And even in that moment, you were there. I remember you hugging me. I remember crying on your shoulder then too. And my whole team being there, them surrounding me. And and we still went out there and we killed that day on Mimosas with Melody though. (laughs) We sure did. We sure did. No, you sure did. Because you had to get in front of a crowd of women. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this. A woman said to you in front of a large audience, she said, Melody, you give us hope. And you're like the Harriet Tubman for women. You are the Maya Angelou of women. And I was like, and again, this is still season one. People saw you in the first eight episodes deal with that. And as we were shooting this new season, the fact that you were able to impact these women, and that's when I knew, like, this woman is going to go places, and you have gone places, so much so, there's a place right now in your career where people are now putting your name in conversations of some of the greats in reality television, like a NeNe Leakes, a Tammy Roman, a Tiffany Pollard, Um, how does it feel to know that people are really giving you your props in terms of like, you are on your way of becoming one of the greatest reality stars of all time? Do you, do you receive that? 
You know what? I'm just so thankful. You know, when you mentioned, like you said, those names of the greats and the fact that my name is even brought up in conversation, I'll be honest, the fact that there are people who call me Mel Yonce, right? I'm a huge Beyonce fan and people literally call me Mel Yonce. (laughs) Those things and conversations sometimes feel surreal because it's like, wow, I still don't feel like, oh, I've made it. I probably will never feel like that because that's just not how my mind works and thinks. But I am thankful and just, you know, humble to be in those kind of conversations um, because there are so many women before me who have done amazing things, who have put reality TV, for example, out there, Tammy Roman um, and her, you know, being very, again, transparent and authentic. You know, when she first came out um, with reality TV and like you said, Mimi Leeds and, you know, there are so many amazing, amazing women. And we all one thing we all have in common is that we've all gone through things. We've all struggled with something and we've all had to pull from deep within and pull that inner strength from our ancestors, from our creator and continue to push forward as women. And so I, I think it's beautiful. I'm just thankful. And these women that you mentioned, a lot of them follow you on Instagram. They, they, <laughs> they love you. How does it feel to know that you got the blessings of these women mm-hmm. that I'm pretty sure you watched on TV before you started Huntsville? Because mm-hmm. it's Mimi, Portia, and, and it's funny because when I see people comment, I'm like, you follow <laughs> Melody too? Shit! <laughs> like, Melody! I feel blessed, thankful. You know, Morris, Hill Harper, like you said, Nene, Portia, these are all people that I'm communicating with regularly via the phone. Um, so in real life, you know, um, I just feel blessed. And I, what I do, Carlos, is in every one of those situations, I've just continued to be me. You know, continue to be true to who I am. Um, a lot of times people don't get to see the silly side of male, like the have fun side of male because of, you know, the reality series. But people who get to talk to me away from the camera, they I'll be having them cracking up. Like, that's what I do, you know? <laughs> so, I, you know, I love to see people laugh. I love to see people in happy spaces. And so for me, any way that my energy and my light that God has given me can pour that into others, that's how I move and that's what I do. Um, so, you know, I just, I go in all those situations being male. I love it. I love it. I feel like I say all the time when I post inspirational things on my story, you know, separation brings about elevation and seeing myself now getting to meet people who inspire me, people who, you know, I've watched as a little girl myself. And, you know, now I'm being able to be in the rooms with them and have conversations and shake hands with these people. You know, it's an amazing feeling and it's an amazing moment. I don't take it for granted. I'm thankful to God every single day. And my goal and desire is to represent kingdom and, you know, to continue to be the light that I was sent here to be. Ooh, and it is shining bright, Melody. (laughs) And what's crazy is I feel like you're just getting started. Amen. Ooh, child, things are just getting spicy. But stay tuned for more of my conversation with Melody. We'll be right back after this quick break. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into my chat with Melody. How do you feel, Melody? We're now four seasons in. How do you feel when people say, oh, Melody, you change. 
Um, you walk around like you're the star of the show. Mm-hmm. You are a mean girl now. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. How does it feel to <laughs> know that's what people say sometimes about you? Well, what I will say is, is in for anyone, if in four years you haven't changed, then you need to evaluate yourself. In four years, you should have grown. You should have improved. You should have gotten to a place to where maybe you don't accept the same things you accepted four years ago. Maybe where you don't engage in conversations that you used to engage in, engage in four years ago. Maybe you don't, um, you know, hang even sometimes with the same people that you hung with four years ago. Like this isn't anything uncommon. We see it time and time again where people grow, evolve. And if everyone, everyone's not, we said all the time, everybody's not meant to go with you on your journey. Your journey is your journey. And so for me, it's not that, Ooh, I think I'm better than everybody or, Ooh, I'm looking down on anyone. I'm focused on my purpose and I'm focused on my journey. I'm focused on my healing. I have four beautiful babies that I'm responsible for. I literally did just go through a divorce and you guys have seen firsthand what that has been like. So me choosing to not want to engage in certain things or certain types of foolishness for me. It's just what it is. If you don't like it, you don't like it, call me whatever you want to call me. That's okay too. It ain't stopping no coins in my pocket. So, you know, that's okay. I feel like I have a close enough relationship with God to where if I was moving in a way that was not pleasing to him, he would let me know. Because I'm a dreamer, Carlos, and I have been since I was a kid. I've had times in the past few months where I've God has told me you need to do X, Y, and Z. And I've reached out to whoever that may have been. And I've said the apology that I may have need to say, have need to say for whatever part I played in whatever. Right. So I have a, I have a decent spiritual relationship. You know what I'm saying? In tune with myself that when, if there was something God didn't like, he let me know <laughs> first before he told you, he'd tell me first. I know that's right. No, I feel the same way. I'm like, y'all can say what y'all want about me. I'm here to please God, not please man or woman. I, I yep. care less about what y'all think about me. I know who I am, and I know whose I am. And speaking of which, where were you when you found out that Martel was dating Sheree? I don't remember where I was. It came across my timeline. Like, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I promise, I I don't remember. I guess it wasn't that important. Like, it's no staple in my mind. I don't remember. Let me ask you this. Were you surprised at the pairing like the world was? To be honest with you, I didn't even put much thought into it. (laughs) I just said, oh, and I kept scrolling. Like, seriously, I was like, oh, kept scrolling. I didn't put much thought into it. Here's what I think. I think sometimes people forget that, first of all, me and Martel haven't been together since 2020. April of 2020. And I think that people forget that I've already seen him dating people. So You have? I didn't know that Melody Hope. I mean, he, he had he had a whole relationship in the marriage. Oh, I, so, okay. Well, we knew about that o- outside of her. Yeah, okay. outside of her even. Yeah, I've seen so <laughs> I this wasn't the first time I've seen him with a woman that's not me. So it didn't move me. It didn't ruffle any. Well, first of all, I wouldn't anyway. I divorced him, but it didn't do anything to me. It didn't stir any emotions. It didn't make me feel any kind of way. It was literally a scroll and I kept, you know, scrolling. Like I had people reach out to me. Girl, did you see? And I was just like, oh, okay, I, y'all, I don't care. You know, God bless you on your journey. Like that's how I am. God bless you on your journey. I, 
could care less. No, and, and that's one thing I know about you. And it's funny because one thing about you and I, we're very close. And we talk often, we text often, we email often, and we Zoom often. Uh-huh. And what's funny is the world assumed that I set up Sheree Martell because obviously I did Housewives. I'm cool with Sheree. I'm cool with Martell, obviously. And a lot of people thought like, okay, Carlos set this up. And a lot of people also say like, see, Melody, don't trust Carlos. And what's so funny is you and I get a kick out of people's assumptions when it comes Mm -hmm, to our mm -hmm. friendship and our relationship. Uh, And we'll get to that in a second, too. But did (laughs) you think like the world thought like, is this a Carlos King mashup? Listen, I'm so sorry, but I didn't think that because I ain't think nothing about it. Like, <laughs> it didn't even go through my mind to be on something. Carlos said this stuff. Like, it was, I didn't think anything about it. <laughs> I did not. I just did not, like, not even to think who put it together or who did. I didn't think nothing about it. I didn't. I think because I'm so far removed for me, for me, it's been more so of focusing on ensuring that my personal identity and my brand is no longer attached as much as possible attached to Martell that that's all I be focused on. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> and I, I didn't think nothing about it. That's interesting. Now I never looked at it that way. You're so focused on identifying Melody Cherie, which is why you drop Holt. Now, now I get the, the reason for the last name drop because you want to, as much as you can, disassociate yourself from that part of your life and to reintroduce yourself to the world as this woman, like you guys met me married, you met me as this this mm-hmm. married woman who was going through this. Yeah. And now that I have um, divorced this situation, not only did I divorce Martell, you divorced any attachment with that outside of the beautiful kids you guys have together, obviously. But your focus is on let me show the world who this new woman is. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That is outside of him. And that's how I feel when people try to say things like, oh, Carlos, you're messy. You talk about these housewives because you're bitter, which is stupid to me. But for me, I get what you mean now about having to be at a place to where you leave a situation. Like when I left Housewives, I'm going to be honest. Uh-huh. It was hard for me to watch the show after that mm. because I was trying hard to disassociate myself from the show because when I left, I wanted to just focus on like my new venture of the company and Love yeah. and Marriage Huntsville. And now that it's been five years since I left, mm. I now want to talk about the show and I use this podcast to do it. But it's because I allow those five years for me to disassociate myself from that show. So now when people think of Carlos King, they think of love and marriage. And you want people, when they think of Melody Cherie, to think of Melody. (gasps) Yeah, absolutely. You got it. I mean, you perfectly said, you know. Um, And so that's the process of where I am, what I'm going through. So, of course, every now and then I still have questions come up. But a lot of times my answers are... I have no comment. I have no thoughts because I don't even think about that. You know, um, perfectly said, Carla. No, I know because that's no. I, I it, it just hit me. So I got one more shady question though. Do okay. you think? Do you think it's, it's a real relationship or a PR stunt? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know. Is that what they're saying? I don't know. The girls are I saying don't... it's it's a PR stunt, girl. That's what they're saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't. God bless everybody on their journey. <laughs> Honey, that's a Southern woman for you. <laughs> <laughs> God, God bless everybody on their journey. <laughs> so when it comes to your journey... Are mm-hmm. you dating anybody, Melody? I am not. I can honestly say that I'm not dating anyone. I have dated since, you know, after I left Martell, I dated, but I'm not currently dating anyone. I haven't dated anyone in a while, actually. And um, I like it kind of this way. It's nice. Really? <laughs> you don't miss the... Yes, I hop up. Mm-mm, I hop up and go where I want to go when I want to go, how I want to go. I ain't got to ask no questions. You know, I just got back from Cancun. I hit Atlanta today. I'm leaving for L.A. in the morning. I ain't got to ask nobody if they think I should go. Do they want to go? Can I get permission? Da, 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 da. I do what I wanted to go where I want to go, baby. This is living, honey. You got, I mean, Carlos, <laughs> you got to keep in mind, I got married at 22. 22, business, teaching, children, all of that for years. So now I'm single. And I'm enjoying being able to move how I want to move, like, you know, and rediscovering me and traveling and all of that good stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. I have, of course, worked on myself to do the healing and self-work I need to do should I decide to be in a relationship. But it's just not something that I'm just so antsy about, you know, and just like, oh, God, when you going to send me somebody? God, when you going to send me somebody? No. No. And, and and I believe you. And I know you so well to know that that is the truth because you have been, like you said, married since 22. And I think mm-hmm. looking back at it, that's a young age yep. to be yep. married because I always tell women, and don't laugh when I say this, Melody, I feel like a okay. woman <laughs> in her 20s, she should be a hoe. I feel like every woman should have a hoe phase. <laughs> and <laughs> men too. Men, too. I'm not going to exempt the men. <laughs> I feel like in your 20s, you have to be a hoe. And by a hoe, I mean explore, experiment, experience, date, use protection, of course. We got monkeypox and laryngitis and lethargic, whatever, child. We have a lot of things happening in this faucet water. So, anywho, mm-hmm. I feel like... Well, it- I don't want to be a hoe. I ain't never been a hoe, and I don't want to be a hoe. <laughs> now, that ain't what I'm saying. Now, I say I'm enjoying traveling. And enjoying life, but I ain't say nothing about it from being the home. No, this is let me tell you, let me tell you my favorite phrase. Hangouts don't mean hook up. See, people see you hanging out with somebody, they think y'all hooking up. No. So no, but anyway. now I just feel like not to be a hoe, but I feel like a That's what you said. That's what you said. It's what I said. I think I think people would get it when I say it that way. When I say a hoe, I mean hope. Believe you're able to. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to clean it up. Let me okay. clean it up. Because the Lord <laughs> is up, up. the Lord is still working on me. When I say be a hope in your 20s, I mean hopefully you're able to just experience life before you settle down with just one person. Okay, you cleaned that up really well. I like that. You know, what I will say is looking back at it now. First of all, I'm very thankful that I did get married um, at a young age because I do feel like it cost me to avoid certain things that a lot of young 20-year-olds go through and experience. Established very quickly, you know, two-parent household with my kids. You know what I'm saying? So I am thankful 
um, for the experience that I had. But I will also say, when I look at, I guess, how quickly I got married, because um, we've been dating for nine months and then he proposed and we got married like seven months later. Love bombing is real, right? And when you're young, that looks cute. So to the young girls who, are, who watch your podcast, when you're young, that is cute. When someone is, I'm not going to say smothering you, but always wanting to be up under you and trying to get all your time, trying to get all your attention. It's called love bombing is really what it is. It seems like, oh, they really into me. Oh, they really care about me. But sometimes a person is love bombing you because they want to be able to control you and have you to themselves, not because they're necessarily the right person for you, but they see the light in you and they see who you are, right? So you have to be careful. You have to be careful. It's best to take things at a slow pace, to grow into certain things, build build friendship, and don't just, you know, at 21, I was 21, don't be love-bombed and then be married at 22. I could not agree more. So all you 20-something-year-olds that's listening, or even your early 30s, mm-hmm. your 20s should be to experiment with life, your career, and all those things. And to me, your mm-hmm. 30s should be used to set things in place. Find the husband or the wife. Find the career in which you want to go to so that when you're my age... I won't tell y'all that much. But when you're my you age... <laughs> you know you're 30-something. I'm 30-something, exactly. Thank you, because I look this good, because mm-hmm. black don't crack. Mm-hmm. So you're able to enjoy life. And that's been the biggest thing for me, and I can see that shining through with you. So before Mm -hmm. I let you go, we got to get into this new season that's coming on September 10th, 8 o'clock on the Oprah Winfrey Network, Love and Marriage Huntsville. Without giving so much away, what can you say to us about this upcoming season? Well, um, I will say first, the most interesting piece, I think, is that the first part of the season, due to me, you already know, um, refusing to film with my ex. (laughs) Yes. That was me. Mm. Oh, that that was her. We made that clear. That was me. And I would call her and she would say, Carlos. And I would say, never mind. (laughs) Yep. Um, So refusing to film with my ex. This second half, you guys will see us on camera um, together. So I know that's going to be a big thing. You know, just people seeing how we're going to interact, what that dynamic is going to be like. Um, Of course, seeing us um, come together in regards to protecting our kids from people who are old enough to be bullying them and stuff like that. So you guys are going to see that happen. Um, And I think just more of the evolution, whether good or bad, friendships and marriages and and even, you know, businesses, what's going on and what's happening. I think you're going to see more business as well, business side, side of things this second half. More so than you did the first half. Yeah, and you'll see more of the business side. Melody has a skincare line that's doing very well. Mm-hmm. But like she said, you also get to see just what co-parenting looks like. And one thing that I've learned working with Nene Leakes when she divorced Greg, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. One thing she said to me during season four was, I need a break, Carlos. Just, just allow me to be at home, and to be still. You know I love this show. I will give you whatever you want. But I, I, but when I say to you, I don't want to do this, just respect my wishes. And that's what mm-hmm. you said to us. You said, Carlos, you know I love this show. Yep. I just can't do it right now. I can't feel with my ex right now. Yep. I just can't. I may wake up one day and say, let's do it. As of right now, I cannot do it. 
And I, I'm happy to say we all, of course, supported you. And, and yeah, y'all did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the fact that you said, it, it's, I'm not going to give too much away, but it's very interesting what brings Melody and Martell together. We get to see something happen with Miss Wanda um, at this event, which, by the way, honey, I saw the episode, and it is... I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Melody was dressed as Mr. T, and she was ready to rumble. <laughs> but you, but outside of that, you still get some business. <laughs> so, but let's be clear. Y'all love the drama anyway. I don't care how much y'all say y'all don't. Y'all do. But anyways, it's a much balanced season and but you know what, Carlos? Can I say something? Yeah, back to it being real. Back to it being real. That was still very real for me. Meaning, had cameras been present or not, had I had have seen her at Target or Walmart, <laughs> it would have been the same thing for me. It was just the reality of it. You know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't. It didn't matter at that point where anything went down or what cameras were present. It was just what it was going to be. So um, that's back again, real. It's, it was real. Oh, it's real. And it gets real up in here. But the only thing I will say is the moment you think you figure it out, you haven't. And this season, mm-hmm. I will say this, this season has more twists and turns than every other season. Like the moment you think like, okay, we're good. <laughs> Something happens and you're like, Oh, we ain't good. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh wait. So it's uh, <laughs> it's a roller coaster that we will be addressing yeah. at the reunion. So, <laughs> Melody, where can people find you, follow you, support you, and all those things, my love? Thank you so much. So follow me, Melody S. Holt. Don't worry, my brand team is working on getting my my username changed. Child. Anyway, but Melody S. Holt. Um, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please, you know, support my biggest thing that I'm running right now is my 7th Avenue skincare line, which is super important to me. I actually, Carlos, grew up on 7th Avenue. And, um, you know, that is where I learned the importance of hygiene, taking care of myself, taking care of my body and my skin. And I suffer from a skin condition where my great-grandmother, I actually posted a picture from my story today. She actually um, had given me something to help with that. So I got that incorporated in my skincare line working with a black female chemist she's been a chemist for over 18 years listen i let me tell you what it warms my heart when i place orders with her and she sends me an invoice you know what i'm saying because it's that exchange it's that black dollar you know what i'm saying black creative i'm supporting you you supporting me that is what it's all about you know um so seventh avenue skin care is dear to my heart so make sure you guys check it out as well but yes follow me melody s holt um i love giving inspirational things as they come to my spirit and let me say something it's not always about me or what i'm going through at the time sometimes god just drops things in my spirit when he does i share them i don't know who it's for i don't know nothing if it hits you it hits you if it don't it don't pass the collection plate tap in or not okay um but um just you know if you're wanting some positivity encouragement then Come on and follow me. Yes. So thank you, Melody, so much for hopping on Reality with the King. You were one of our most Yay. requested reality stars to join. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you, my love. I love you. I love you, too. And shout out to the Melometers, honey. We can't forget them. Shout out to the Melometers. Yes, and Melometers. Can y'all leave me alone now? Me and Melody are good. We do not have beef. 
Melody is such a super special human being. And I hope this conversation between her and I allowed you guys to really understand the woman behind Love and Marriage Huntsville and all of the amazing stuff she has going on. She's so deep and so humble that I feel like people have this misconception that she's like this diva. And I gotta tell you guys, Melody has never once yelled at your boy. We never once got into an argument. Even when she disagrees with my opinions on things, she always does it with class and grace. And when it comes to her position on this show, I know that the stars are always going to align for Melody because she's such a good woman with such a good spirit. And I guarantee all of you, you're going to see much more of Melody Cherie throughout the years. 9 o'clock, 8 central on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Here's a clip for you guys. What is going on with just declaring a true sport today? Are you about to propose? It seems like they're hiding something. Shady boo. Bell Collective. New episode Friday at 9, 8 central. Thoughts? Opinions? Email me at realitywiththeking at stitcher.com or leave me a voicemail at 310-593-8188. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley-Brown. We are also produced by Lashik Lotus-Lee and LaPortia Thomas. Additional production support by Corinne Wallace. Engineering and music by Marcus Ham. More sauce.